Welcome to Frickin' and Frackin', where the truth hurts, and that's why we laugh. Where crude is a way of life. Where we want lumps of coal in our Christmas stockings, because that keeps the lights on. I am Puddin', and I'll be your pilot. And if you're listening right now, you have a one-way ticket all the way to the scene of the crash. Roll call, Big Hoss. Hey, it's good to see everybody for a given value of seeing you, of course. Sure, yeah. Good to see everybody on the radio. That works out great. Yeah. Chaos. Hey, Big Nooch. I am here. Nooch is not dead. I, shockingly yeah. enough, he just keeps coming back like a bad fungus, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about being compared immediately to fungus. It's but. been a, it's <laughs> been a few weeks. We've got to get our licks in somewhere. We don't know when you're going to be back. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that might be the first the first time I didn't say the gayest thing first. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> Yours is coming. I, I can feel it. But yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, you're around less than, uh, you know, my first wife. I got a busy life, man, so I got I to gotta bounce in and out, and uh, no, good it's to be here right. today. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're not bitching, we're just picking on you a little. That's fair. Well, we're bitching, but we're still picking <laughs> on you a little. So, I gotta say, uh, yesterday there was a wedding. Yes, there was. And uh, it, it, it's a, a, a friend of ours. Well, I'll say a friend of mine and Nooch. Not as much. I'm amazed that anybody was willing to wear, marry that man. Let's put okay. that way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if Chaos has met him or not. But I don't think I did, but okay. it sounds funny. You're okay. not missing anything. <laughs> so anyway, um, I was busy and I missed the ceremony, but I was able to swing into the reception. And uh, when I got there, Nooch was about two and a half sheets. Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty good. You were working on three. Well, I mean, <laughs> we walked in, and uh, so I had to be responsible for music. And it was like, throwing this wedding thrown together in a month. And at one point, with around a week to go, I get a message from his betrothed and was like, look, I need someone to, to coordinate games, be the MC, as well as be the DJ, control the music, and, and let people. And I'm like, oh, God, all right, yep, I can do all that. So I walked in, I brought in all my stuff, I went and got a big old like speaker for music and the microphone, and uh, uh, our buddy and I, right when we looked at each other, shot, shot, and that's how we started. And then we took a shot, and then the betrothed sister, very shy, was like kind of hinting she wanted a shot, and we're like, alright, she I can't do it alone, okay, I guess we're going to have your back, and then it just kind of accelerated after that. Sure. <laughs> Just sure. for the record, so everybody knows, going into this, Nooch did go out of his way to pee right before we sat down for this. So between last night and now, I figure he's only going to have to get up, what, twice, twice in the whole probably. episode? Twice, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, we're open. We're open. So a couple things happened. First of all, it was awesome. A really good friend of ours that happens to be a SWAT officer in town uh, comes rolling up. Uh, in 
full uniform on duty to the reception. <laughs> he walks in, asks the groom to stand up, grabs him by the arm, and walks him out. And the rest of the reception was freaking out. They panicked and like I'm trying to sell it because like I know it's coming. So I'm trying. To, I'm like, whoa, whoa, sir, whoa! Like you haven't, you didn't. Is he under? Whoa! And everyone thought I was gonna pick a fight. I'm like, dude, this guy would kill me. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a pretty big guy. Big dude. Plus, he was armed right. to the teeth. Oh yeah, uh, taser, gun. Once he stepped mace. back in, and he was like just chatting, and everyone's like, oh, okay, ha ha ha. There was one table that um, had a minor. Uh, that individual was, I think, twenty. But obviously, <laughs> we're all sharing drinks and this festivity, and they're like sweating bullets. Hey, hey, Nooch, what's the story with the fuzz? <laughs> it's not that it was, it was pretty awesome. good. He's fine. I just, we had bad luck, and she's a minor. They should have figured it out when up. we were all hugging and right? taking selfies with him. Right. But whatever. That's, that's pretty funny. So, anyway, it was a good time. I didn't stay long because of, you know, it, it was a half hour drive, and uh, I didn't want to be, you know, drinking. It wasn't a big deal. I mean, Especially we were able to break down by like 8.30. Like everyone, you know, it was mostly her, her family, older family, not a lot of younger cats that wanted to rally all night long. So. Right. Right. There was uh, there was one dude there that was, uh, we'll just call him country. He didn't have a lot of teeth. He was about 300 pounds. And, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking and, about. And uh, he was uh, trying to get the cop to tase him. Uh, so I met that guy a few weeks prior and... I drink hearty beers. Like the, the uh, right now, I'm drinking Killian's, which is all right. Yeah, Killian's. But, but I drink like Scotch Ale. This is 3.1 percent more alcoholic than the right. traditional beer. Sure. So they come in, and I didn't expect them. Some offering beers. Hey guys, you want a beer? Yeah, sure. All right. Before I open the second one, though, I want you to try. It's like, oh, I'm a man. It's beer is beer, and I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah, fella. no, no, this, right? this is this isn't Budweiser, exactly. You took a sip, and he's and he, you know, kind of hit him in the face. It's a pretty stout beer, and he takes one more, hands it back, and he goes, yeah, you got a Bud Light? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Yep, exactly. So, but anyway, no, it was a lot of fun. We had good times. I'm gonna adjust my mic here. We had we had some. It was it was pretty cool. Like I said, I didn't stay long. Um, I had a long day. Uh, because what was I doing? I was covering Nooch because he was uh, uh, part of this wedding. Right. Appreciate so, it. Yeah. I had to cover you. I had to deal with some of your folks, but it was cool. Was it uh, the chick on the terrain? Um, yes. Cool. All right. Well, we can talk more about that. Yeah, later, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, that was kind of cool. Really quick, uh, I was super happy with my toast. Uh, uh, to the groom, uh, I you know, I, I talked about how uh, you know it, it's the mark of a, a, a brilliant mind uh, and a brilliant salesperson uh, to date and marry out of your league, <laughs> uh, and in his case, species. But uh, and then I did mention that it was it was you know like a, a, a Rhodes Scholar and a special ed student in in my toast, and then I uh, I kind of talked about how you know for years he was always just looking you know for a friend with benefits, but he could just never find anybody who thought they would benefit. So uh, that that was that was my public speech, and uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the uh, 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 the officer was like, oh, pudding. That was cold. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there was a lot further you could have gone on that. Well, one. you uh, know, I, I pushed the envelope pretty hard with some of the games and like the questions asked and like Lucas uh, straight up grabbed me by my whole head. <laughs> And dro- his whole head, like his whole no, head. like I'm talking like both like, hands, think like a, like a chokehold, but then the other arm just kind of like muffled the whole, like just drugged me out. And then I got back out there and laughed, and even the grandparents were like, "No, I like that you were playing it straight." I said, "Well, they're the dumbasses that elected me to be the man on the mic, so it's yeah. not my fault." You yeah. knew what you were getting when you asked Newts to step up. Yeah, fair point. Right, you know what happens when uh, when you get Newts on a mic. And Obviously, it, we. <laughs> and now you have a lot of booze, yep. I'm amazed. You, you probably had to hand that mic off, what, four or five times last night? No, Six? No. I was so busy, I didn't even have time. You just held it? Yeah. Oh, did you pinch it off, like, no, physically no, with your fingers? No. I would hit, like, a four minute or five minute slow dance. He doesn't even And have, that's where I'd roll out. He doesn't even have that kind of courtesy with us. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, so here's new, just like. Hey, let's hear some twelve-minute Pink Floyd. I'll be back. Right, exactly. <laughs> funny, funny. All right. You know what I would like to do? What's that? Um, I used to like to do it later in the show, but I kind of want to get it over with because I've been drinking. Uh, 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 you guys have a thirty-second story for me? Let's do some thirty seconds. I got one. Okay, so uh, this is how this is going to go down to the new listeners. We call this 30 seconds to cancellation. Here's what's going to happen. The Nooch is going to read a news story, and as he's reading it, I'm going to write one-liners. I need a minimum of 10. We call it 30 seconds to cancellation because um, although it's not always funny, it is 100% of the time always politically incorrect and I assume the wrong person's gonna hear this and we're gonna get canceled. Yeah this one's pretty this one's pretty heavy. Is it? C- compared to all the other ones? Alright. Alright, good. I'll, let's do this. I right, want heavy. Uh, thank you. Thank you everybody. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I want heavy. Alright, what do you got? Uh, do you got a you got your pen? Oh no I'm good. Okay. I'm ready. Alright, so the title is Company Offers Employees Masturbation Break with Wank pods and virtual reality. An open-minded company is offering its employees the opportunity to masturbate during work hours, and they've even ordered custom-built wank pods to help them out. The unusual work perk has been introduced by StripChat, an adult website and social network with 200 employees. Located within the brand's Cypress office, the four high-tech pods will be uh, kitted out with masturbatory accessories for the ultimate VR experience, complete with an Oculus Quest, uh, a 4K LED screen so that you can enjoy X-rated films. After their construction is complete, the custom pods will appear as large black spheres with a chair inside for the user to sit back and relax in. Uh, In addition, the pods will house lotion, lube, and of course, tissues. Lucky employees will get to enjoy a 30-minute break to masturbate during work hours. As the company said, it aims to provide current and attract new employees with a safe, comfortable space to rub one out. Strip chat. Right? That's a long time. (laughs) Strip chat is also offering other companies the opportunity to lease out the pods for up to $50,000 for six months, including 
uh, adding a VIP subscription to its platform. Uh, <laughs> fancy giving employees a new way to release tension? Evidently ahead of the curve, last year the boss of an adult entertainment company offering her employees half-hour daily masturbation breaks after finding they had become agitated during lockdown. Erica Lust, boss of Erica Lust Films, hoped to normalize masturbation by allowing her 36 members of staff a half-hour masturbation break every day. She even set up a private masturbation station at the office. Erica said, (laughs) I value my employees and I know that when they feel good, they do better work. With the pandemic and the huge shift in how we live our lives, I began to notice that my employees had become somewhat agitated and were performing with less energy than before. So knowing that, there's only one thing that will make someone or everyone feel good. I've set up a private masturbation station for them to enjoy. Uh, Her employees were reportedly happy with the new rules, with one claiming it helped to relieve stress. Uh, Kat, who is head of communication and content at the company, said, Picture this, a team of happy employees with their creative juices flowing and being productive (laughs) because they've had some time scheduled to make themselves feel good. A masturbation break at work can result in more focus from the employees, less aggression, more productivity, and better teamwork. Uh, I know wow. the feeling of getting like a really good idea during masturbation. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty zen. You can yeah. uh, <laughs> right, probably probably really nice for everybody except the janitor. Hold on, hold on. I actually already wrote that one, so so there you go. Hold Smiling on. like shark over here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Give me a second here. All right. Uh, are we ready? Yeah, let's do I think okay. we're ready. 30 seconds to cancellation. Here we go. I used one at the church once. I think they call theirs a confessional. (laughs) Hold on. For a team building exercise, they put seven of us in one pod and we played Soggy Cracker. Oh. <laughs> oh. Actor Alec Baldwin has one of these on his set. God. Uh, because uh, his is the only pistol he's now allowed to touch. Okay. Okay. Let me see here. I got in a huge trouble once for masturbating at work. I was like, fine. Find someone else to drive the school bus. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, hold on here. Let me see. Oh, they have oh, they have a high turn, turnover of janitors. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for ruining that. You're welcome. Thanks for ruining that. Okay. One guy has an orange penis because he always brings Cheetos with him. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's what we call gamer dick. Okay. <laughs> On casual Friday, they leave the doors open. Oh, okay. that's pretty casual. <laughs> oh, let me see. Uh, one guy has a side hustle selling lotion. <laughs> the gay dudes put a karaoke machine in one. That and, actually sounds dope. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, wank pods at work because it's easier to keep the bathrooms clean. There we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, 30 seconds of termination. That was painful. 
definitely getting canceled after that one. Yeah. Definitely. It made me wonder if they even cleaned those. How did they even clean those? Okay, so just imagine that awkward moment, right? Even when you walk out of just the restroom, right? You wash your hands. Your hands may be a little damp still. And you and you see a customer, client, whatever. And you stick your hand out, right? Yeah, <clears throat> you, right. Hey, I just washed my hands. But you got to go for the handshake, right? Do they have sinks in the ponds? Well, that's the thing. You're, well, just just climbing out of a pod and there's a dozen people in this common area where these pods are and you're just climbing out all you know low blood pressure and feeling good and zen and everybody's like oh wow well he just he just had his break yeah Yeah. (laughs) i just picture austin powers coming out of the cryogenic chamber (laughs) yeah groovy baby (laughs) i don't know if that would be quite the same but uh yeah I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just trying to like I, I get the whole. I don't <clears throat> in the adult industry. Maybe that you know. Yeah, I don't think that this is exactly a public facing office. Let's right, put like, it that we're way. not going to go to like a TJ Maxx and there's someone in the corner. <laughs> yeah, but still. Uh, the what school is? bus thing reminded me too. If I had a nickel for every time some kid brought a condom to the back of my bus, I'd have two nickels. <laughs> okay. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. Right, and you could rub them together. <laughs> right. No, that's an image in my head. Yeah, that we're good. There. The nickels, not the, the condoms. nickels, not the condoms, buddy. <laughs> that's like when you said the, and I was like, no, like why? No, not like sword fighting. That's not what I meant. I was talking about the nickels. One of those condom stories, though, was really funny because, like, like one of the kids blew up the condoms by blowing into it. Sure. And one of the pieces of the condoms landed in another kid's mouth. Oh. And I basically, uh, it wasn't Spermicide. used. Tastes it wasn't terrible. used. It wasn't not used. that I would know. You read about it on the internet, right? It I did. Was, it was not used. That's good, at least. Well, that's something. Used. Okay, here's a quick story. So, when... Oh, yeah, yeah sorry, I had finished. one more detail. I had. Sure, uh, go. Basically, uh, I touched his shoulder and told him, congratulations, you're gay now, and everyone started laughing. Oh, perfect. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, my eldest son, man-child, when, when he was a teenager, there was a bit of a pregnancy scare with his first girlfriend. Oh, boy. How, how old was he? Oh, 16-ish, 17. That's pretty scary. Oh, it was very scary. But anyway... It was fine, but his mom took him down to Planned Parenthood and literally loaded a grocery bag full of condoms into this bag. So this it's like closing the barn door after the horse is gone. Well, yeah, but you know, for next time, the, the scare was over. We oh, okay. Didn't want it, was, it was not mid-scare that this No, happened. it wasn't oh, mid-scare. Okay. It was, there All won't right. be another one. Post-scare. All right. Sure. So he's got this, he's got like 300 condoms in this bag. Right, and she was trying to prove a point. But anyway, um, uh, Manchild is the oldest. Okay, and did he, then did he pass those condoms down to his younger brother? Well, no. The other, <laughs> the other three thought it would be funny. He had baseball practice, and they all got home from school, so they took all three hundred condoms and they blew them up and floated them around the neighborhood, and. And Manchild comes home, and two blocks from home, there's just condoms everywhere, just floating. And he knew exactly what it was, right? And <laughs> and all the neighbors knew exactly what it was because uh, my ex-wife uh, talks too much. Was yelling about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was kind of awesome. Yeah. The, yeah, the whole neighborhood was just filled with condoms. And they stayed for days because it was summer and it wasn't windy. 
and there was just condoms, blowing up condoms. And when you blow up a condom, they get huge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. No, never mind. Not even gonna say it. Okay. Not even gonna say it. All right, we can switch gears. Anybody else have uh, any kind of a news story or anything? I got a few, as a matter of fact. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. We'll we'll start with uh, we'll start with this particular joyous round. We were uh, we were talking about this leading into the show. An attractive young woman. She's a uh, she's a gym instructor. Wait, wait. A gym instructor or gym instructor or That's a female PE teacher because you can't say female PE teacher and attractive. I didn't say female PE teacher. Okay. I said gym instructor. <laughs> okay. Are gym head- teacher, gym instructor. Are the headphones interfering with your ability to hear? Teacher instructor. They instructor. they're interchangeable. Gym. British. Anyway, um she uh she she left her uh she left her home getting ready to go to work and she found out that someone had let all of the air out of the tires of her vehicle. She's driving a Yeti Skoda. Weird, weird box. I actually kind of want one. Looks really cool. Now I'm curious. Yeti what? Skoda. S-K-O-D-A. Talk, uh, of, talk of the mic, Nooch. Yes. Anyway, um, and they left a note behind. A, a one-page, single-spaced sheet of paper on her windshield. Attention. Your gas guzzler and went on about... All of the consequences about driving her massive vehicle. It's all these awful consequences. Yeah, I, I got a much better picture. It's of her right here. Oh, that's the yes, that's that is the, the gym oh. instructor. Yes, that is way different than a than a, a PE teacher. Yes, I still don't understand <laughs> why you're on about. A gym teacher and a gym instructor look totally different, listeners. In case you didn't know, well, maybe, I, maybe private trainer would have been a better. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, and so the note says you'll be angry. But don't take it personally. It's not you. It's your car. We did this because driving around urban areas in your massive vehicle has huge consequences for others. Car companies try to convince us we need massive cars, but SUVs and 4x4s are a disaster for our climate. So far, the impacts you have had have probably been minimal, but we need to take emergency action to reduce our emissions immediately. And so we're taking actions into our own hands. They claim that SUVs are purely for vanity, and you'll have no difficulty getting around without the gas guzzler with walking, cycling, or public transport. Okay. And so then, she proceeded to get an Uber to work, and then she proceeded to call AAA to get her tires filled back up in her... Sure, so the big vehicle. tow truck came. Yes, the big yeah. tow truck came and, right. and helped her. And yeah, and so on the off chance that you care so much about the environment that you're going to save it by ruining somebody else's vehicle... Just remember that even if you light the thing on fire, somebody's still got to have a wrecker come by and get the thing. And I guarantee you, the wrecker will burn more gas. And if you try to burn that up, its driver will kill you. Sure. Now, but there's more to it. Because I guarantee these people posted this on Twitter or Instagram bragging about what they did. You know they did, even though it might not be in the yeah, story. Yeah, might not be in the story, but I'm but sure But you they know did. they did. Right, like, we're the white knights. Look what we did. Right, exactly. And here's the problem. They actually took the photos or the video and they posted it um, with an iPhone with a lithium-ion battery that a 10-year-old slave child in Africa had to mine... And then, yeah. of course, when that battery goes bad, what what ha- you just bury it in the earth, yeah. and then it leaks toxic 
chemicals. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and so after the fact, she said that because she is a gym instructor, she's she's a private trainer. She has equipment that she'll take with her, and normally she does take what she calls the tram. You know. The, the, the tunnel, the tube, the sure. subway, whatever, right. the overground train, the whatever, the yeah. buses, fill in the blank, whatever. Right. But if she does have to, like, haul things around, she yeah, she, she does have a large vehicle because, you know, that's that's what they're made for is hauling things. Not yeah, just for what, an individual like somebody to drive around. Bra- like, if the tires were sliced, I don't know if they, if they sliced them, if they just pulled the pins, just, just pulled the pins. Just deflated. I would raise some hell because, like, what if I had six kids? Right? What if I had five kids? What if they're late to school because of your ignorance? And if you think that SUVs and, and seat capacity is like vanity, maybe I just need to hit you with a bucket of paint. Because, yeah, no. Well, okay. There, these uh, these people, and I'm going to say the word, these uber liberals that do this kind of crap, they have no idea. You said morons wrong. Okay, yeah, yeah. They they have no idea. Their whole life, their whole life. Okay, fine, I talked about the lithium-ion battery. But what about um, the rest of the foam that's made of what, plastic? Plastic. Plastic is what? What, no, is, what is plastic? Non-biodegradable. Well, yeah, it's non-biodegradable, but it's also a petroleum product. You can't have plastic without... Crude oil. It's retarded. That's just the level of, like, in this day and age where everyone gets to fight for everything, right? Everything's got an ailment. Everyone gets participation awards. Everyone wants to fight for everything, whether it's something that offends them or if it's something that they feel they have to defend someone else. I got to tell you, this is exactly why I became a crazy conservative. And I never used to be. I was a Democrat my whole... You guys are younger, no, but... Same, dude. I grew but up I was Democrat. a Democrat yep. my whole life. My parents were Democrats. And I've been Democrat my whole... I, I actually... I voted for Obama the first time. Okay? But no. It's insane. It's... It, it's completely insane. You cannot... Just like the, the the same thing, the people talking about, oh, down with capitalism, as they're using their $1,000 phone and wearing Nikes. It's stupid. I mean, yeah. The, the best it's part the about all thing. of this is it's literally just preaching to the choir. To not really help your point at all, uh, the Yeti Skoda was the, uh, was the vehicle that they landed a helicopter in on Top Gear once. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, yeah. cool truck. Oh, wow. Cool. Anyway, yeah, cool. It, just, it just pisses me off. Because, like, you know, I'm labeled some crazy, yeah, you know, but right that's, wing. That's because you're crazy, Puddin. Yes, well, I am crazy. <laughs> but I don't care if you smoke pot. I don't care who you marry. I mean, uh, my daughter's gay as shit. She's sitting yeah. right across from me right now. Right? Yeah. She's still on air, isn't she? Why? Right. I love my daughter. But th- that has nothing to do with anything. But what has to do with everything is retardation. <laughs> okay, that's what has to do that. These people are literally either that brainwashed or that stupid, and you got to be that stupid to be that brainwashed. Well, they they probably went through school with like Common Core math, so they probably are pretty stupid. And you you can't fail anymore. Like if you if like you're not allowed to fail. Well, math is racist. Obviously. Right answers are racist. All that kind of shit. That is so stupid. But to uh to to lighten the mood for you here, because you seem 
the little twisted. Oh, that it pissed me off. Yeah, I've noticed. It pissed me off. I've I'm noticed. So, I'm, I'm, I'm raging right now. When I was in my Young Democrats club in high school, because I was the same as you, I grew up Democrat. I was poor, and then as I got older, start working and seeing people taking advantage. Hey, but, listen, I uh, I can remember standing in line at, at food banks. They called me yep. Eric One Pants in school. <laughs> So That's our, the truth. Our slogan for our club was, I'll hug your elephant when you kiss my ass. Oh, okay. That's, um... They wouldn't let us wear it in school. Oh, imagine that. But we were using ass, like, literally. Like, we were talking about jackass, donkey. Like, <laughs> right. I'll hug your elephant when you kiss my ass. And they were like, that's inappropriate, okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no. You you asked for this. But no, I agree with you, man. It's, but it, it just, it's not going to get any better, but... Yeah, and now you can, now apparently you can take second graders to a gay bar. Oh, please! You can't I take them to a you can't take them to a regular bar because there's alcohol there. Well, there's alcohol at a gay bar, but because they're gay, then, then it's obviously cultured. I'm actually I'm actually a little annoyed. I might have stolen your joke, but don't steal my entire news story. We'll get to that. Calm oh. down. Calm Sorry. down. Well, he did get all fired up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did my janitor joke. Yeah, so exactly. I know. Off. I recognize. But it. the thing is, uh, look. You know how many I've been? I, listen, I've been to more gay bars than a lot of gay people. I used to MC drag shows. I'm completely not, um, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Drunk? No, you are drunk. Sorry, my bad. No, I'm not drunk, actually. I just started. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, I have uh, four full beers here. You're I'm not an ally, drunk. is what they call you. You're I'm an ally. ally. Absolutely. Also, but, he gives out free mustache rides, and that might have been the turning point in the gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big mustache. All right, I really let's, don't like people. Let's switch gears because I'm getting pissed either. off. You get pissed I can, off. I got I'm another keep one. Going. This one, this one will definitely pull your blood pressure down. Okay, and he, you can't. He's shaking his head. I'm no, sh- I'm shaking my means, head. No, uh, I'm going to get even more. He's going to get even more pissed off. I want to tell you about a couple who had a great idea. Another UK story, mostly because it's funny to be able to laugh at people in other locations and not have to reference World War Three. Well, the UK, yeah, exactly, and the UK, they're. Um, uh, strange people. I'm sorry. They're just. They're just. Oh, they're inordinately pleasant as long as you like mushy peas. It's fine. <laughs> so, couple, uh, a young couple, and I say young couple, and they're both literally my age, and I ain't young. Let's put it that way. Um, they uh, they decided to pack up their lives and live in a converted van. Okay, not unreasonable. Tiny homes and all that sort of I stuff. I lived in a van once. Lived in a van down by the know, river. Well, okay. whatever. I, it, actually, that was a thing before, yeah, I you mean, know, like 30 years ago, and 30 some years ago. RVing and stuff like that, it's not, you know, it's not the world's most wild idea. No, it's but, pretty, pretty mainstream. So these, the, this couple, they, the, the, the wife, they're not married, but whatever, the wife, um... She pitched this idea to her husband about, you know, let's let's buy a van instead of living in this apartment. In their case, it's in Edinburgh. And let's, you know, let's let's Just travel. Cruise the country. Cruise the country, and that way we don't have to worry about it. This is right after, I mean, this is a very recent story. Pandemic ended, you know, okay, great. Want to get out and actually be able to do things again. Completely reasonable in my mind. Sure. So they bought a... They bought a Mercedes, which was their first mistake. 50,000 pounds... We won't get into that, but I didn't know Mercedes made vans. Oh, that big. Oh yeah. Oh, they they do. Oh I mean, no, well, they make they make high top. They make fifteen passenger four by vans. They're huh. they're it's, awesome. It, they're not, and this isn't a huge one by any stretch of the imagination. But so they uh, they built this van. They converted it. 
they figured that they're saving basically eleven or twelve hundred pounds a month well, on, on rent. rent. Yeah. However, uh, all of their plans for traveling have subsequently uh, ended. Why? Rising cost of fuel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so they are still saving a great deal of cash just on rent, taxes, bills. You know, when you don't power have bill, when you don't have a water. power bill, when you don't have a water bill, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, no utilities. You save a lot. Says they spend. Basically, 15 pounds a week on water disposal and actual water. But they've got solar panels for electricity generation and stuff like that. And they they can't go anywhere because gas is too expensive. It's or too there isn't any. Well, but you have to understand, in the UK, they don't charge by the gallon. They, they don't have gallons. The they charge by the liter. Well, also, they do, they do have gallons. One of the very few nations in the world left that uses the same imperial measurement system we do, but they do charge in liters, and it's pretty much the same price per liter as it is per gallon here. Right. So it's a little uh, expensive. So you're looking at nine, ten bucks a gallon. Oh, try oh, like thirteen or fourteen. Oh, is it really? Okay. It's, it's gotten real bad recently. Yes, it has. Okay. And so you know, you're talking a van like this, where another prime example of a gas guzzler. I imagine they probably had the air let out of their tires at least one point in their life. But, you know, you're talking about a van like this that probably doesn't get more than, I don't know, let's say, let's be, let's be optimistic, it gets 10 MPG, and that's probably too high. Let's say 8. You want to go anywhere, and England isn't exactly the largest country, the UK isn't exactly the largest country in the world. Oh, Nooch has a look on his face that says the price of gas is a lot higher than I thought. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I like math. So, for anyone that doesn't know, there's 128 ounces in a gallon, right? Right. Uh, but I didn't know a how liter. many ounces were in a liter. Four, it's, <laughs> it's just shy of 34. Right. Yeah, it's, right? Four, it's four liters to a gallon. Yeah. Right. No, a bladder well, buster four, four, at 7-Eleven is basically it's a four liter. liters, but yeah, whatever. But, like, just for Because you said the price per liter and the price per gallon are the same. Yeah, it's there. insane. And I'm just like... So, times four. It, right. Essentially, that... I mean, okay, so I was... I was um, same guy that got married. We were going to the next city over to get the tuxes. And I stopped at a gas station that I don't normally, like, shop at just because they've got a nice hot bar so I can grab, like, a hot sandwich and something for the road. And I was fueling up. I'm not paying attention, right? I just swiped my card. Uh, I always put 91 because it's just better for the life of your engine. And I don't know, probably about an eighth of a gallon in, all of a sudden I'm like, 12 bucks. What the hell is happening? And I looked down, and it was like four eighty nine a gallon. Yeah, and that's—I mean—in town, it's like three eighty nine. I'm—I'm being needlessly vicious. It's the average in England right now is just shy of six dollars a gallon. Okay, which is insane, but it doesn't change the fact that I mean, you can't exactly blame them for not wanting to go anywhere when it's six dollars a gallon. When right. three or four years ago, it was. Probably less than four, less uh, than three. Two two years ago, it was under two bucks. Yep, I remember. I remember driving by one of the gas stations near my house and going, "Wow, I haven't seen gas that cheap in well, forever." Well, when I got here, I was paying um, at the truck stop on the highway. Sure, I was paying two nineteen when I got here. Yeah. So. You know, the, the good news is is they've made the right decision. They're saving so much money. They get to see the world, follow their dreams. I don't know what they do for a living. That's not my problem. I don't really care. And also the dreams are now parked in an RV park along with them because they can't afford to drive. And they're, and they're riding a bike to the grocery store. <laughs> awesome. 
isn't isn't technology grand? We've got we've made all these advances. It's so wonderful. We've done such a good job. We can travel the world. You can go from one side of the country to the other in basically four hours if you can get on a decent airplane. But man, talk about the cost. Oh, through the roof, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, I actually was talking to a guy about uh, coming here from North Carolina. Okay, to ND. To the Bakken? To the Bakken. A thousand dollars. For a one-way flight? No, uh, uh, that was round trip. But still, a thousand dollars. In the country. uh, To, to, yeah. Like you're not crossing the pond. when, (laughs) When I flew from Seattle to New York, it was less than that round trip. For two of us, I mean, like quite a bit less. When you were uh, traveling this past winter, you decided to, you elected to take the train because it was infinitely cheaper. Well, that's but, not why I elected to take the train. That was part of it. Um, I like the train because I can sit in the open glass car and drink whiskey and see the countryside and uh, get derailed and. Have well, the, the reason I ask almost is never you, you had to have looked at flights. Oh, yeah. Um, at that time, it would have been about $650, $700 to fly from the Bakken to Seattle. Dude, that's still a shitload, back. dude. For a... Yeah, because it was 250 round trip on the train. And like I said, I just got to kick it. I got to kick back. And here's the thing. When you're flying out... Of this area of the country, you can't fly straight to Seattle. You either have to go to Minneapolis, which is uh, the wrong way, the wrong way, right. or you have to go to Denver, which is the wrong way. Yeah, well, less I of mean, the wrong way than Minneapolis, right. is in fairness, but right, you're not wrong. But those are the two main hubs, right? Is yeah, Salt Lake and Denver and our well, side of the and, world and Salt Lake. Either right. way, either way, by the Salt time Lake. you do the whole TSA thing, and then get on the plane and then you know wait for the wind to stop and then you fly into Denver or Minneapolis airport is a monster airport and it sucks and uh, uh, Denver airport is also a monster airport so if you have to fly into either one of those two you're running and it's just a mess and then you might have a four-hour layover. So by the time you get into Seattle, then it's the middle of the damn night. Then you're trying to catch an Uber or rent a car, and it's a hassle. And then and then you got to drive 30 miles south or ride 30 miles south to Tacoma. And by the time you get to where you're going, and you lay your head down for three hours, you might as well have taken the train and got some good rest and saw the beautiful countryside and drink a bottle of whiskey. I had to fly home one year. When I was in college for uh, for Christmas, it was from Des Moines to Minneapolis, and it was they were on opposite ends. The Minneapolis airport shaped kind of like an H, and I don't want that one. I flew it. I flew in in the lower right, and I my uh, my my departing flight was in the kind of the upper left, if you will. Sure. And I had about four minutes from the point where my flight landed to final boarding call, and I'm sitting there on, on the airplane. And I'm looking at the guy next to me, and I go, "Listen." I imagine you're probably in a bit of a hurry. No, not really. Okay, good. Um, I'm going to grab my bag, and I'm going to literally sprint off this airplane at full speed. I'm not very fit, but i got to run. I don't have any time. You got a connector that's going? Yes, I do. 
and God knows it's the fastest I've probably ever run in my life. I managed to make it to the door right before they're closing. I threw my backpack over it was it was one of those like handicapped things going down to the jet bridge. I threw my bag over, I hopped the the, the I, I hopped down to the lower level, and the stewardess goes, You're the one we're waiting on, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. All right, go. It's, they're not leaving yet. You've still got about 20 seconds before they're going to get really antsy about it. And I throw myself into the seat. I plop down, and the guy that's sitting there next to me, he looks at me and he goes, How far did you have to run from? It's been... It's, it's, I, I might be able to sign up for, like, the 100 meter and do pretty well, like, regionally, but certainly not, like, worldwide or anything like that. Good for you. The, the question is, <laughs> did you actually meet... A high enough speed to be classified as running, or was it like I was? Your dead sprint was is more of a trot. I was more of a trot. I was I was dead sprinting. In fairness, I was a, a ramble. Lot more, I was a lot more fit in college than I am now. Let's put it that uh, way. I had a similar story with my ex in in Denver, and same thing. It's like we landed in what happened to, see, to be on the opposite the side far of side of B. Yeah. So she had two carry on, one that was under her thing, oh, one in the Jesus. thing, and I had my duffel. Right, like I pack light. I don't care. And and this is the the ex that Putin has made cry multiple times. I didn't. She <laughs> cries really easy. Easy, easy. So we're we're going, and she is dragging ass. And I'm like, I know where we're going. I'm watching the signs as they go by. I'm like, yep, I know our gate. I'm checking. Like I'm I'm dipping. I'm ducking. I'm zigging. I'm zagging. Like, dude, just people could see me just hauling ass. I need to get there. And she, so finally, I turn around. I just grab her little bag on wheels. I have two duffel bags, like, on my shoulders, and I'm like, you have got to keep up. You're not carrying anything. Let's go. And we started going, and she's, like, doing that where you kind of, like, try to take two or three steps, run, and then, oh, God. Then then we're also very well known for having moving sidewalks down the center of the terminal. But they're not fast enough. They're not fast enough. If you run when you're on them... You can pick up you can pick about up. about fifteen seconds per mile. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and That's for true. her, it sounds like that probably would have been a huge help. That would have been a huge help. So we get to the and I'm sweating at this point because I'm carrying three bags. We we get to the plane and there people are just like loading up. Last person that was in line just scanned their ticket, and I'm like, pull my ticket out, boot, and I'm like, all right, and I'm walking in, and she's sitting there starting to pat herself down. And I'm like. Oh, don't do this to me, woman. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm mean mugging the hell out of her. She found it wherever it was. And I'm just like, when you're in an airport, I know that story. You have got to be prepared. I've missed flights. And I've had to sleep. But, hey, can you put me on the next one? Yep, great. All right, 12 hours into Minneapolis. Here we go. Yeah. Yep. So I was uh, uh, my second my second comedy tour. I was leaving Seattle. And I was going to Vegas. Now, that's a 40-some minute flight, right? It's not a big deal. But the place that booked me, uh, they booked my flight. And they booked me into Vegas via LAX airport. Uh, because they, I don't know, they got it for 89 bucks or something. Sure, yeah, it was you know the cheapest I mean? possible <laughs> sure. route you could take. Yeah, yeah. Oh. don't spend 129 and just get me straight to Vegas yeah. from Seattle. Yeah, you can save 30 bucks and make this man, this man spend an extra four hours waiting somewhere. Oh, yeah, no. So, <laughs> so I hit LAX, and I literally have like seven minutes before my connecting flight to, to Vegas takes off. And uh, and, LAX and is an it's an unmitigated disaster on a good day. Yeah, yeah. 
and I'm literally running through the airport. I'm shoulder checking old ladies because if I miss this flight, I miss my show. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I fun. don't get to do my comedy show, yeah. and then I don't get paid. Yeah, and then I'm in. Uh, LA. In, uh, well, no, and yeah, then I'm in LA, and uh, yeah, that's no, not, not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> so in the in the '70s and early '80s, way before your guys' time, there was a a commercial with OJ Simpson running through an airport and and jumping over luggage and that kind of thing. And I kind of felt like OJ Simpson without you know the murder, the murder, yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably so. probably for the best, all things considered. You, well, yeah, you remind me heavily of O.J. Simpson. You've got the, I've got. Wait, wait. I remind <laughs> you of O.J. Simpson. I'm looking. I'm five ten, two forty, and extremely Caucasian. What part of me reminds you of O.J. Simpson? I've you, never no, killed no, no. anybody. No, no, no. In, in fairness, you're right. The glove doesn't really fit. No, but um, uh, oh. <laughs> Oh my See, god. See, that's where you back away from the mic. That's where you back away from the mic right there. I understood that reference. That's good. It's good. I was actually kinda of worried you wouldn't get it. I wasn't that loud. I guess yeah, it was a wiener joke. No, you were loud. I'm watching the I'm see do you see he, this right here? He does get to see you do get I get quite to loud. see I get to oh. see all the sound waves as <laughs> as we do this and you spiked. And then that now the listeners get to hear Well that wasn't even a laugh. I didn't realize you need to brace for impact. Should I just do the show from back here? No. I'd rather you didn't, all no. things considered. i got to be real with you. I did not plan that one in the slightest, and I'm really glad that it came off. Sure, yeah, it was a wiener joke. I get it. I, I'm Caucasian. No, it was a no, murder the, the joke. The glove joke. The glove joke. Oh, I thought you were talking about, like, a love glove. Like, no, he's black, about that. so... so so he talking about that time O.J. Simpson murdered... Even she caught it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about because you I don't know. have a black man wiener. And that's going to be not <sighs> the gayest thing you say today. Well, I am Caucasian. There's something wrong with me because apparently I haven't, I haven't made any really gay jokes and I both just, of you guys did. That's because you're super hungover from the I wedding. I didn't even make a gay joke. I literally made a murder joke. Well, it wasn't a gay <laughs> joke. I thought <laughs> it was a, a wiener joke. joke. Which the glove doesn't... Uh, never mind. You know what? I got one more story for you. Okay, let's do it. We got uh, 13 minutes. 13 minutes. So, I got this one, and you probably imagined at this point that I don't do anything other than uh, wear my heart on my sleeve when it comes to some of this stuff. But I really like the Babylon Bee. I oh, really that, enjoy uh, the that, satire website. Okay, yeah. And they, uh, they recently put out an article that... It's is, like The Onion, right? Yes, except Ish. they they aim to be significantly more funny, right of wing, and also funny. Oh, okay. The onion, the onion has some good ones. Don't get me wrong. Like, it, there's definitely some really funny stories out of the onion, but they don't even like pretend sometimes. In the yeah. case of the Babylon Bee, they they try and sell some of this stuff. Oh, I got you. And so, the article that they released isn't even a bit of satire. This is literally. Why does satire keep coming true? <laughs> satire in 2019 consisted of California school system to feature mandatory second grade field trips to gay bars. Oh, okay, all right, complete satire. There was nothing about that that's true. Sometime back in 2021, a school in Broward School District took elementary age kids to a gay bar on a field trip. See, how, now, oh, again, pisses me off. Not that it's a gay bar. It's first of all, 
why are you taking my second grader to a bar? So Any bar. Then, the next one that they give as their example is sometime a few years ago. Progressive Church announces new Drag Queen Bible Story Hour. Okay, as far as satire goes, fairly funny. Right. Earlier this year, uh, Lutheran Church hosts Drag Queen Prayer Time for Children. Not not satire. Actually happened. Wow. Them Lutherans are a little crazy, aren't yeah, they? Well, something about nailing things You know, to back doors. in the 80s, we picked on uh, other actual denominations. Not really Lutherans. We didn't pick on them. Well, yeah, everybody picked on Baptists, didn't they? Yeah, the Baptists, because yeah, the they, you know, they do the snake thing, yeah. and they get bit and die sometimes. Well, that's a, that's generally very different than the mainline Baptists, but okay, sure, we'll go Well, ahead. they called themselves Baptists. Baptists, I know, I know. Southern I know. Baptists that yeah, do the know, snake thing and whatnot. And so, the, uh, they give another, like, less political example. A few years, a few, many, many years ago, the Onion put out a story that was basically Gillette is going to make this absolutely insane five-bladed razor, you know, for shaving. Sure. And it's it's absurd, and it's this craze of adding as many blades to a razor as you possibly can. And then a few years later, Gillette announces that they're making that five-bladed I razor. I actually have one. Me too. Okay. I don't. <laughs> Mine's four blades, but whatever. Anyway, so they they go on to liken this to The Simpsons. The Simpsons very commonly known for essentially predicting the future. There's an episode where Donald Trump runs for president on The Simpsons, and this was like 15 years ago, 18 years sure. ago, a long time ago. And he he becomes the president, and he, okay, so it's this bizarre sort of stuff. Even though you call it like common knowledge that Simpsons does that, I would say their batting average is exceptionally high. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of stuff like that, you know, and... Another example that they give is in the in in 07, there was a Simpsons movie, and Tom Hanks shows up in that movie and he's doing a pitch for a shady government operation. Hello, I'm Tom Hanks. The U.S. government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. You know that's that's complete absurdity. Fifteen years later, aka at the beginning of this year, that exact same thing happened when the Biden administration used Hanks and his credibility to pump up their wildly successful first year. Right. Which, by the way, um, was probably a bad call since uh, Tom Hanks made himself a citizen of another country. Oh, did he? Oh, Oh, yeah. I generally don't pay attention to people that don't matter. Isn't he in France or something now? What's that? Isn't he in, like, France or... Yeah, something like that. France hope, or Spain, one of the two. I hope he really gets yellow jacketed sometimes. And so... I hope he gets punched in the face. That, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay, fair enough. And so their their thought process in the case of The Simpsons is you're talking about episodes that are ancient. You know, when did The Simpsons originally air? In like 89 or something like something that? Something like that, I'll yeah. Look it up for, forever ago. Yeah, it's been over 30 years. It's been over 30 years. And so... With the a volume of things that they've had, the likelihood that they're going to essentially intersect with history somewhere along the line is just going to happen. It's, yeah, but you know, it's the, just happenstance. The, their, their happenstance is pretty damn dead on a lot of times. So I, there's other it shows does come across that way some days. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the Simpsons' first episode aired December seventeenth of nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was right. So, you know, and and there's a lot of stuff like that where. You know, it's 
the the oddity and the absurdity of it all, and it's a lot more common because we get to see a lot more news than we used to. I think that it, uh, we have so many uh, avenues in which to receive our, our news as well. Yeah, I think as an increase, like, we're just going to see more. We don't have to go and get a newspaper. We don't have to buy five newspapers. Yeah. On our phones alone, we have 8, 10, 12, 100, 200 different news sources. And so the, this article makes the argument that all they have to do as writers at the Babylon Bee is just look at whatever the most absurd thing is that they can find right now and go whatever the one step beyond that logical thought process would be. And by doing that, they're just going to where people are naturally going because that's what people do nowadays. You take whatever this absurd idea is and that's no longer enough to prove how, in this case, progressive you are. You're not progressive enough if you can't definitely show how woke you are. It's not good enough to just put a Black Lives Matter sign in your yard. Next thing you got to do is you got to start pitching rocks through windows. Right. Right. It's not good enough to have, you know, like the gay indoctrination courses in second grade. You better take those kids to a gay bar. Well, I do. So I personally I'm 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 an ally as well. Putting I don't care what you do. Different folks, different strokes. However, I don't think at the age 2 they are educated enough or, or, why, or why are you talking physical. about any kind of sex at all? Right, right. Like, it, like they're not even at that point. Like, at least at like, let's call it the pubescent age when they start to have the hormone flux and the change in uh, uh, physicality. That's when you can say, "All right, guys, now you can explore whatever and educate yourself." Yeah, yeah. But if you're going to try to force, I'll tell you right now, between sixth and eighth grade, that's when that's when I got to see the film of the sperms swimming right. toward and the reproductive tract. Sure. You're like, wow, that's a vagina, and but it's got like 40 words on it because they're explaining what this is a labia majora. And you're like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what this is, but I, this is that awkward yeah, boner they, they were talking didn't, about. They didn't actually, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't actually, you know, show us a hoo-hoo, which, oh, was, dude, 100%. which was unfortunate. No, dude, 100%. I but was waiting for the like hoo-hoo. The, you remember when you go to, a, to, see it. to a doctor's office and they've got like the whole anatomy, right? One right. side is muscular, one side is skeletal, sure. right? That's basically what they showed. And it was like literally the first vagina I saw and I was in third or fourth grade was when sex had first happened for me. Wow. And see, that's early. We, like here. I said, we were, yeah, we were sixth or seventh. Uh, back in my day, race, yeah. so and you didn't, yeah. Anyway, uh, so you guys were talking about um, uh, the different religions for a minute. Putting how much time we got? Oh, we have about three minutes. Awesome. So the one thing that always stood out to me about uh, different, but religions, you got one. Oh, that's fine. Because I want to talk about something. Else. You're good. Uh, is the recruiting <laughs> right where they go around and knock on your door and like, have you found Jesus? Sure. Uh, yeah. So I used to be a pretty heavy pothead when I, in my younger years. Well, I, so was I. And uh, so I literally just took like a massive bong rip, and I heard this heavy knock on on our door. You thought it was the police? Well, no, I I was too baked. I was just like, was that the door? And I get up, and we had like the the old school like three windows that kind of were at, at a diagonal. And I looked, and I saw immediately saw the badges and the white shirt and the black tie. That's some Mormons. And I sure. Thought, well, okay. First of all, listen. If you go to church on Saturday, I don't want to talk to you. That's not right. So I walk away. I just walk over. Once I see him, I turn back around and go sit back down. Like, I don't even open the door and say, hey, guys, can you get off my step? I just turn around. So I knock again. My first instinct is ballsy. You guys really want it. So I just turn to the door and say, hey, man, we don't want none of that shit. And that's it. And But they knock one more time. 
I had to physically open the door and say, if you don't get off my porch, we're going to have a bad day. Yeah, just, you know what you do to get rid of them forever? Bring a gun? Just, no, just rip the door open, pull your wiener out. They'll <laughs> never come back. I, I'm not going to tell you how I know that. Come on, fellas, uh, come on in. I'll show you I my white pod. I can't play the whole song, and I'm not going to say the name of the song because it's supposed to be bed music, and I don't want to get in trouble. Damn, uh, pay royalties. But this song here... Uh, way back in the day was super acceptable and actually a hit song and if this song was written today the band would be so cancelled it would just be incredible listen her mama was Mexican and her daddy was an ace of spades can you guess the band? No. Pretty easy. ZZ Top. Yes. Really? Yeah, it was from the yeah, from their Dude, first I album. Dude, I could tell that was complete and utter just guess. <laughs> like, it's got a little twang. No, it was, it was 100%. I knew, I knew that 100%, guys. 100%. Yeah, I could, yeah, <laughs> I knew, I knew that. I could tell. It is in the song. It's called Mexican Blackbird, and clearly her mama was Mexican, and her daddy was an ace of spades, and she is a hooker. And for anyone that doesn't know, the ace of spades is black. Right. That would be an African-American if you... No, live in the seventies. Okay, dude, I hate that the term African American. So do I, dude, but that—that's what they make you say. Dude, I, literally, I grew up in black homes. I had a black chick that I worked with over at the gas station, and some old bird throws down his credit card and starts arguing with her about opening the pump. And she's like, "Sir, we can't do it this way." So he turns to her and says, "I just wish you'd go back to your country." And she's she's pissed at this point. She's like, "I'm from Michigan." <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, yeah, that's why I hate the what term. What does that even like, mean? Well, Go back to your country. Well, because he just assumed, right? You black. You're not from here. Well, neither are we. Well, what are you talking about? How many black people these days migrate to America? You got a few Africans, but other than that, I'd they say were born quite a few. here. I've seen quite a few. At least in our in our neck of the woods. In, in our area, there are a lot of Africans, yeah. Right, Africans, uh, Jamaicans. I had, really, I had a really good friend, as a matter of fact, from uh, Ghana, and uh, the best car salesman I ever met. Right. The, the man was amazing. Grant Cordone ain't got nothing on this dude. I'll say his name. His name is Kester Dewey, And the guy's amazing. So funny. Dude, and him. even I would say the majority of the black that we saw here was actually from France. Uh, there's that too. Right? Like, especially during the boom. Okay. We got to go. Unfortunately, we got to go. You've been listening to Frickin' and Frackin'. Peace, love, and hippie bee.